What's happening, everyone? Welcome back to the show. This is Harmonic Whiskey Tales, and this is our summary of the Formula One Grand Prix, the first one back in uh, Austria, the Red Bull Ring. Um, it's a day late. I had to kind of do shit yesterday, so it, it kind of helped me actually process what happened. It was a bit of a hectic race, and actually a really good race back. Um, very enjoyable. Uh, lots going on. Um, some really good results, actually, as well. It was... It was um, yeah, it was really good. So what I'll do, I'll just go through the uh, the breakdown of where everyone ended up and then we'll go through and summarise it. So I'll try not to get too distracted while I go through and give the results. So um, we'll start at the end. So Max Verstappen uh, got to lap 11 and then had mechanical problems. Um, a lot of cars had mechanical problems, actually. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. So, yeah, he went out on lap 11. Then Ricardo went out on lap 17. Lance Stroll for Racing Point went out on lap 20. Kevin Magnussen for Haas went out on lap 24. That was brake failure. Uh, Grosjean, I think, the same problem on lap 49. Um, George Russell for Williams went out on lap 49 as well, which was a real shame for him because I think he probably could have scored a championship point because uh, he was he was doing really well, um, driving exceptionally well, actually. So a bit of a shame for him. Kimi Raikkonen for Alfa Romeo Racing, lap 53. His wheel fell off, so we'll get to that. Um, Alex Albon, lap 67. Um, we're not quite sure what the issue with his car was, whether it was similar to Max Verstappen's issue or if it was due to an incident which we will talk about uh and then you've got daniel kvyat who didn't finish as well also went out on lap 67 for alpha tori uh i'm not sure what happened with him actually um mechanical problems as well but we'll go back through and break things down in a minute uh so then out of all the <laughs> that's everyone that didn't finish um so you've got nicholas Tifi finished p11 just outside championship points so he drove really well to do that well to be fair he just didn't he just didn't um, crash or have any mechanical problems, I guess. But uh, Sebastian Vettel for Ferrari uh, P10. Uh, he had a little incident earlier on, which kind of put him down the field. So a bit of a ambitious passing move, I'd say. So it wasn't exactly um, his shining moment. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. But anyway, never mind. Uh, you've got Antonio Giovinazzi for Alfa Romeo Racing who finished uh, P9, um, drove well, consistent, uh, did, did a pretty good job. So I'm just readjusting my monitor there. Um, then we had Esteban Ocon for Renault, P8, so that's a good drive from him. Uh, Ricardo kind of had the pace on him there in the race, but obviously Ricardo had this mechanical problem. So I've got a really bad suspicion that Renault tend to do this all the time, even back in the Benetton days when they were that team, they tend to put more focus on one car than the other because uh, of budget constraints and stuff like that. So uh, let's just hope that's not the case. Um, Pierre Gasly for Alpha Turi finished P7. So that was a really good drive from him. Just really kind of quiet throughout the race. He just did his job head down and got a P7. So he did a great job. So well done for him because he's had a really tough few years. So it's good to see him um, doing well. So that's good. Uh, P6 was Sergio Perez for Racing Point. Um, he... Uh, didn't quite have the race pace so he he did really well to finish where he did to be honest with you because he he was kind of struggling not struggling but other cars around him were quicker than him so he did well to get that p6 i think uh, then you've got carlos Sainz p5 for mclaren he drove really well got a nice pass on perez um but also perez had a uh 
five second penalty for speeding in the pit lane so that put him down but I think science got the move on him anyway so it was okay uh Lewis Hamilton p4 he actually finished in p2 but he um uh got a five second penalty so um which we'll come to uh then Lando Norris for McLaren p3 excellent excellent job from him for me, he's my driver of the day. Uh, Alex Albon got driver of the day, but people, I think, just felt sorry for him, which is why he got that. But, I mean, he drove okay, but I think Norris really drove incredibly well. Um, and it wasn't just the last few laps of the race where he really pulled it out of the bag, but the whole race, he he drove well and could have had a few incidents, but drove very maturely, I'd say. So it's I think that this race is a real turning point for him, I think. So, yeah. And then Charles, Charles Leclerc for Ferrari, P2. Incredible drive from him. I think the car really shouldn't have been there. So I think that's the case there of um, the driver really shining through. So, um, you know, you can see why Ferrari have put their eggs in the Charles Leclerc basket for the next few years because um, he really is. Yeah, he drove really incredible. Again, just head down... You know, the car was off the pace, but made a good pit stop towards the end on the right tyres at the right time. You know, people around him were fighting each other and he just got through, got past a few people and did a great job. So um, he effectively finished P3, but then obviously because Hamilton got penalised, he finished um, P2. So yeah, and then when uh, Valtteri Bottas and Mercedes pretty much drove an impeccable race from start to finish. Um, had pressure from Hamilton for a while. But there was a point mid-race where they were having issues with the car, with um, like gearbox sensors, hydraulics, because they, for some reason, I think this happened to a lot of the drivers, which is why we had so many DNFs, um, which did not finish. Um, it's all the curbs and the bumping around and the jostling of stuff. They think because obviously we've not had as much testing and there's been a big gap and lots of new stuff's happened to the cars. I think there's maybe just a few little gremlins in in the cars which are getting jostled around by these uh, bumpy curbs. So they were actually getting told while Hamilton and Bottas were fighting it out at the front. They both got told to stay off all the curbs, basically, so they were having to slow down quite a lot. But they pretty much just disappeared off, you know, in in the distance, basically. And they... they, um, yeah, but they had to really pull back. And then there were some safety cars, which meant there were people close to them. And yeah, all, all this kind of stuff happened. So we'll get to that now. But yeah, I mean, great drive by Bottas. Well-deserved. Put it on pole yesterday or day before. And then, you know, race pretty much led, you know, first lap to last lap, really. So yeah, he drove really well. So well done to Bottas. Uh, the Mercedes looked very, very good. Um, good race pace. Obviously good qualifying pace. Um this issue with these curbs and what happened there, hopefully they can figure it out. But it's um, because that wasn't great because they were having to slow down a lot because they couldn't take the full racing line through the corners because they couldn't go on any of the curbs. So it was costing them quite a lot of time per lap. But they built up such a gap initially that they were okay. But then when they restarted after the last safety car, it was, you know, they did all right. It was touch and go. I mean, Bottas only won by 2.7 seconds. So to Charles Leclerc so it was effectively third and you know Hamilton was right on his ass so yeah good race so essentially the uh the beginning of the race Hamilton had been given a penalty for not slowing down uh in his qualifying lap when Bottas had gone off um it only happened in the morning uh they got some new footage and then Red Bull complained and they got it looked into and then he got a uh 
three no two place pit, uh, penalty or three place penalty so he actually started fifth um so bit of a shame for him but i guess he did do it i mean he there was a yellow light yellow flag and he didn't really slow down um he was right behind uh bottas when it happened so it was really really touch and go but um but yeah it's uh i guess i don't know yeah it was a shame but never mind you know it happened so i ended up with um uh, Verstappen starting on the front row with uh, Bottas so it actually was a pretty cool you know good start not no, everyone got away cleanly there were no issues um, Verstappen was on the medium tyre rather than the soft tyre which everyone else around him was on so he was in a really good position from a um, strategic point of view and it, it you know it was looking really good for him he had good pace and then boom suddenly have this problem um, it was an electrical issue so real shame for them uh, and then especially with Albon at the end not finishing as well. So it went from Red Bull having two potential winners to not getting any points at all. And in a shortened season, that, you know, it could easily, you know, if any of the teams have a weekend like that, it could cost them, a, you know, a, a position in the World Championship or something. So, yeah, not great. Um, so when he went off, and essentially it was just Hamilton and Bias the whole way, and then they, you know, they were battling it out um, pretty much the whole time. But, you know, Bottas was managing to stay ahead pretty comfortably. Um, the first safety car came out when, um, who was it? It was, I think it was when Magnussen went off and he pretty much lost. That was on lap 24, the first safety car. Um, and he just had complete brake failure. Front brakes just went. Um, coming up to a pretty one of the, I think the start finished straight um, and basically he went to put the brakes on, nothing happened. And then eventually he managed to get the bias back to the, the back brakes and then slammed on the brakes. So the rear brakes at least would stop the car. But then basically when that happens, you just lose the rear end and it just pirouetted and you end up going backwards. And um, so that was pretty bad from Haas, which is weird because the brakes are pretty much, I think they're a pretty much standard thing across all the teams, but, yeah, so it's a bit worrying. And the same thing happened to Grosjean. So whether they were running a bit too much resilience on the front brakes and not enough on the energy recovery system, which also kind of acts as partly as a brake. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was a weird one. So, you know, because both of them went out on that. Yeah, it's weird. So that was the first safety car. And then it got pretty exciting after that. And um, lots of jostling around and... Uh, Albon was was you know doing really well and there was a big fight between Sainz and uh, Norris the two McLaren drivers but the team called that off pretty quick um, because it was actually affecting their race I think they let them have a few laps and then they were like no nah, you're pretty much staying in that position and just you know we could get a good we could get a good position here so um, yeah they did I mean they yeah, they're doing really well as a team. I mean, you'll, and you'll see in a minute why as well. So, um, so that was great, and there were some lots of good midfield tussles, and it was a shame um, Ricardo went out because he was doing really well. Uh, Vettel tried to move on Science. It was at the time probably from P six to P five, and dived from the from nowhere. He tried to do a Ricardo move and misjudged it and just bashed into him and. He ended up spinning and Sainz was okay, so it didn't do anything to him, but that put Vettel to the back. But then there was a safety car and Vettel managed to claw his way back through. So he did well to to get that P10 in the end, I guess. But um, 
the Ferrari wasn't that quick. And like I said, Leclerc getting that position in P2, I mean, that's just, it was just good, good track position and then good timing on the pit stops for the, um, when the safety cars came in, they just went on an aggressive tyre strategy. So they were on quicker tyres than people around them. So, which is also what happened with Albon. So when the last, um, we pretty much had, I think we had three safety cars. So the second one was due to, um, first one was Magnussen, second one was Raikkonen, which was immediately after the first safety car. He went in to pit for new tyres during the safety car, as did most most of the other people. They didn't put the right front wheel on properly. And um, as soon as, and it was fine coming out of the pits and going behind the safety car for a few more laps because you're not putting the car under too much strain. So the wheel stayed on. And then as soon as they went up to speed when the safety car came in and they all started pinning it to start the lap, he made his first turn. I think it was a right turn coming up to turn eight and nine. And his wheel just came off. <laughs> and that's a really terrible, that's like the quickest point in the, in the and most dangerous point in the track. So his wheel came straight off. Managed to, didn't crash, just kind of pulled it up over and he'd already gone past the pit entrance at that point. So he had to kind of pull it on the pit straight. So um, so it was immediate safety car again while that got sorted out. And that took a bit longer because they had to clear up some debris and retrieve the tyre that had just flown across the track and all this stuff. It was pretty crazy. And they've since got a pretty hefty fine as well. Um, I think they confirmed that. I just saw an article on that. Um, so that was... Uh, yeah, not not a great uh, day for um, for them. So, I mean, that's a big thing because it's just so dangerous if you don't attach the, the wheel properly. And it was in a safety car, so really they should have had more than enough time to do it properly. So that's a bit unforgivable from them. So, yeah, they've been given a pretty hefty fine on that. It's probably like 50 grand or something like that. So um, let's get a bit of water. So, yeah, that was cool. And then it all went off again and then I did a few more laps and then uh, I think it was Albon who then, no, it wasn't Albon. It was that, it was that um, safety car, I believe. And then Albon had come in and put himself on the super soft tires or on the, on the softest tire. So he was on the quickest tire out of everyone. And in about P, he was probably P4 or P3. And then he got past Norris, I think it was. And then we had Hamilton um in front of him and this was shortly after the safety car had come in so it was a good time to do it and he went for a move around the outside of like turn three i think it was so essentially there's three drs zones there's the start finish straight there's the a, a big right hand turn there's another drs zone in that straight and then there's another right hand turn and then another drs zone there so after that second drs zone he got up to hamilton went round the outside hamilton turned into the corner as normal and was ahead in the corner but because Albon had more grip he managed to stay on around the outside and got slightly ahead of him and then hamilton um, just kind of was on the racing line and just went out almost as normal and clipped um, Albon, um, who was coming around the outside. And I don't know whether Hamilton knew he was there, but if you look at the onboard footage, Hamilton didn't ever open up the steering, so he was still, you know, steering wheel full, still fully turned. Um, 
So Albon was a bit pissed off about it and Hamilton got a five-second penalty for it. And Albon only lasted another five or six laps before he went off with mechanical problems. And they don't know if it was because of the impact or what it was. Um, but considering the other Red Bull went out with mechanical, like electrical problems as well, it's, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, maybe he'd have got past him, not had the thing, and then had mechanical problems with like five laps to go. And that would probably would have been even worse. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, Hamilton got penalised. But I, I kind of feel like it was a racing incident, a bit 50 50. Because Hamilton didn't open up the steering and straighten the car up, he was just literally, this momentum was carrying on the line he was going on. So I think there was always going to be an issue there. Uh, I don't think Albon saw it that way, but I I kind of felt like it was a bit clumsy from Albon. I don't know. Maybe I mean, you know I'm such a fan of Hamilton, so I'm trying to stay uh, unbiased here. But I, um, if you look at the onboards and... I don't know, strategically going around the outside of that corner, there's no runoff on that corner either. That's It's gravel, whereas the first left you take after the start-finish straight, that's tarmac there, so it's much easier to run off there. So it's it was just, it was the wrong place to do it, I think. And it, it, he should have, I mean, he was going to take him on the next pit. He had another DRS zone and he was right up next to him. If he just um, held off and even just, conceded that corner he'd have been right on his ass had drs and he'd have just breezed past him so um yeah i don't know it's it's a tricky one but you know albon ended up spinning off and getting to the going to the back of the grid basically because he had to let everyone get past him and then went out anyway and hamilton got the five second penalty so i guess you know maybe it's fair but i think i don't think hamilton should have been penalized for that really um but because he did get penalized for that the next six laps or whatever it was it was just incredible so um yeah 67 album went out on then to 71 so um so yeah, like four, four and a bit laps it was in the end. And um, Norris, it got announced that he had the five, that Hamilton had the five second penalty. Um, Leclerc had obviously was going to leapfrog Hamilton because he was quite close to him at this point because it was only just after a safety car as well. Um, Norris had Perez in front of him, um, made a really bold move on him, basically barged him out of the way on on like I think it was on the first or second corner or something like that, and uh, turn one or two. And um, it was a bold move, and he got through. I mean, fair play to him. He was, he was, he had his elbows out for sure. Uh, but it wasn't an issue. What he did was fine. So he had. I mean, science just left the door open for him for some reason. And then it turned out science had a, had a five second penalty for um, speeding in the pit lane while the safety car thing was happening. So, um, so he was going to drop down anyway. But I don't think um, Norris knew that. Maybe he did. But he um, then basically had three laps to get within five seconds of Hamilton to get that P three. And he just put in basically three laps at quality pace and then ended up with a last lap, fastest lap of the race, which is very hard to do on, you know, more worn down tyres. And um, it was a weird one because like Mercedes, Mercedes dropped the ball here a little bit. They should have let Hamilton get past Bottas and put him in super turbo, turn everything up to 11 and get him ahead and doing a fastest lap to get that five second buffer but they didn't i think they underestimated mclaren and lando norris because norris put in three charging lap times 
and um and then ended up with the fastest lap of the race which also gained him another point so he ended up with 16 points rather than 15 points and he was super happy when it happened i mean he was just because he's still so young and just really emotional still and like he, he really doesn't hide his, his emotions or hide behind this kind of press persona which a lot of other drivers do he's just he is just himself um so it was uh, it was awesome. So I mean, I'm disappointed Hamilton got the penalty and only finished finished P4. But the result that they had and seeing Leclerc get that P2, I think was important for Ferrari because they've got real problems with the car. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, but yeah, Norris getting that P3 that was just the result of the day for me. I mean, that was it was so good and like the whole McLaren team. I think it was their first podium properly in years. You know, so everyone was super happy. The team principal ran and gave Norris a big hug at the end and popped one of his ribs out pretty much, apparently. So, um, yeah, it was very cool. It was very good. Really, really exciting race. Um, I, I mean, I recommend watching it if you haven't. If there's highlights to watch, it was very entertaining. So um, a lot of stuff happened. And it was it was the sort of thing, the last 10 laps, you didn't even realise it was the last lap of the race. It was so intense and you didn't know what was going to happen. You had Norris chasing to get within that five seconds of Hamilton. You had Leclerc, you know, having a really great race considering the car was just complete garbage to drive you know you had um latifi for williams within one place of getting a world championship point which is just huge for williams and um yeah great race great race so it's well worth watching so yeah with ferrari I mean, Vettel was struggling all weekend and it's really tail happy apparently and it's not great to drive and it's off the pace. It's got slow race pace. It's got slow quality pace. I mean, they're really in trouble. And um, the guys in Sky Sports were interviewing the team principal, um, Mattia Bonotto, um, after the race. And um, I think it's Simon Lazenby, the, the Sky One presenter, and he was really trying to push the Ferrari team principal to come out and say that basically they've got caught cheating with this engine thing that they've had to basically they've lost they've lost like 16 kilometers an hour on the straights or something since they've um had to been reprimanded on this inquiry about their illegal engine mode that they were running so which isn't official that that happened it's just they've kept it behind closed doors and they won't release what happened but clearly they were cheating and they don't have the engine because they were leagues ahead of everyone with this engine performance and no one could figure out what was going on. And then questions started getting asked and it all kind of happened last year. And, but you know, there's all this stuff that went on with that. So it's, it's pretty much confirmed now considering the lack of pace they have that, that yeah, they were basically cheating. So, but it's Ferrari. So what can you expect? So, um, so yeah, they've got a lot of work to do, and apparently they're trying to bring some update updates to the race in the next. Well, you know, practice starts on Friday again, so they haven't got much time. But um, we'll see what happens with that. So it's interesting. But yeah, the you know the, when they were interviewing the team principal Matteo Bonato, he just wouldn't comment on it, and Lazenby was being really blatant about it just just coming out and asking him why why they're so much slower on the straights now and all this stuff and yeah i don't think he'll be particularly popular with him but you know you've got to ask these questions because it's all been hushed up and it's super dodgy that that's happened that they haven't come out and said what was going on because basically they were cheating so anyway what are you going to do uh but i guess good for ferrari they got a p2 it keeps them in the race but they know they can't compete with mercedes if anyone can compete with mercedes maybe mclaren can fucking hell they're showing some incredible form 
I mean, they're really doing better than the Renault team, which is the works Renault team. So, and especially considering Renault were such bastards to McLaren and not giving them an engine to test with and all this stuff. And McLaren are streets ahead of them in terms of pace. And Ricardo must be quite, quietly quite happy that McLaren are showing so much form because they're going to carry that through into next year absolutely like and they're getting a Mercedes engine in so they've, they've got a really good car the regulations aren't changing next year at all really that's not happening till the year after so they're going to have a really strong car next year I guarantee it and they're going to go from a Renault engine which is underpowered to a Mercedes engine which is consistent reliable and one of the most powerful engines in, in the in the grid so yeah I'm telling you right now, watch this space. McLaren next year are going to be a real contender for um, maybe not beating Mercedes, but I reckon they could beat Ferrari and beat Red Bull next year. I'm calling it right now because Ferrari are just in all kinds of problems. I mean, fuck knows what's going on with them. I mean, they basically, I think they need to use this year, almost forget about the championship because they're not going to, they're not going to get it. They need to focus on getting their car next year. Really, really good. And almost use this year like a, glorified testing program almost and um i think Renault need to do the same um but their cars looking pretty good it's it's seems pretty stable so i don't know i don't know we'll see what happens but there we go so um that was my summary i hope i didn't waffle too much i'm sure i waffled a little bit uh we'll be back with um i don't know we i'm a bit busy this week we might try and have a podcast with the unicorn or we might get dave on or john we tried to do one the weekend but it's 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 proving challenging at the moment, but it's all good. Um, so we'll be back with a few of the weekend, but I'll do another, obviously next weekend, we've got the uh, Formula One at the same um, track. So I reckon it's going to be excellent. Everyone's going to have their eye in on that track and, um, you know, a few fixes in. Hopefully Mercedes will figure out the issues they had with their car with these electrical problems from the um, curbs and they'll figure that out. And uh, But yeah, I guess we'll see because uh, they're going to need to figure that out because they um, they could have uh, they were in serious trouble of not finishing the race if, uh, if they'd kept on those curbs. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. And uh, we'll be back with uh, our summary on... Um, I guess it will be the qualifying summary on Sunday morning, Australia time, and then the race summary Monday morning, Australia time, or Monday afternoon, Australia time, something like that. So cheers for tuning everyone. Welcome back. It's good to be back doing this Formula One thing again. It's it's quite enjoyable. Um, we've got cricket back on soon as well, which is extremely awesome. So um, I might even do a summary of that as well. Who knows? So for the cricket people out there, but um awesome right cheers everyone thanks for tuning in and we'll be back really soon bye